Welcome to Get Your Swag Back with Steve Clements. This podcast is a brash, barrier-breaking, unapologetic look at the modern male, his masculinity, and the lies he is taught on how to attract, date, and act in relationships with women. We uncover and expose the problems men have in the dating arena, especially after a bad breakup or divorce, and show them how to set their ship straight. We also look into the mind of women and why they may stay with one man versus another, unveil the secret language of women, teach you women speak, and the positive traits that women come running to when they see you in the modern masculine man. Make your comeback, take your balls back, and get your swag back. All right, all right, all right, guys. Steve is back, and I got a great guest in today. This guy went into the Marines right after high school. Thank you for your service, Derek. And he also is a transformational coach. He uh, deals in the uh, car dealer business, but he was also a wake-up warrior with uh, the great Garrett White. And just want to welcome you guys to the studio, Derek Keller. Derek, what's up, brother? What's up, man? I was, I was waiting for like the big, wow, the big applause <laughs> and everything going on and everything Boom. wild. Woo! Yeah. Big music, you know, let's get some, there we go. Get some music on right. here. I don't have that in my studio yet, but that'll get <laughs> That's the next level. Next level. Is <laughs> yeah. We're always dreaming in our heads at the next level, right? Trying, trying to become right and 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 reach that next that next person always always man um, you got yeah, I, I was in the marine corps from 99 to 2003 uh end of 2003 i got back after shortly after getting back from iraq i got i got out ended up going down to mesquite nevada, mesquite, nevada. looking to be on metro try try to become a cop that was kind of okay. like my my transition mode was I, I wanted to be a cop. Right. I thought that I'd still have some brotherhood. Things would, would work out the same. And that, you know, they got my results back from the Marine Corps. My psyche valves came back as PTSD, which I didn't want to tell anybody because yeah. it made me feel broken, made me feel like I like I wasn't strong enough or tough right. enough to be a Marine. That's kind of like the, the association that PTSD has on a lot of these guys. So they won't go get help. They won't, they won't even talk about it because they're afraid that somebody's going to think of them as weak or broken. So I struggled with that for, for a good 15 years while I was in the car business. I, so I, when, when they told me I couldn't be a cop, I ended up going back home to Wyoming and wow. jumping into the car business. Uh, I worked my way up from, from bottom to top. I started as a salesman. I ended up VP of sales. Wow. So I was over, we had nine stores in Wyoming. I ended up leaving there and starting my coaching consulting business. And here I am today, but in between over the past three years, I, I jumped on and I was an operations manager for Stanley Auto Group down here in Texas, ran 12 stores for them. So it's it's, it's been a wild ride, a little crazy ride. We've, we've jumped in, jumped out, uh, realized very quickly that once you, once you work for yourself, it's it's... Not really a whole lot of fun to go work for somebody else again. And you started doing that uh, three years ago, you said, working for yourself, or was that before? Yep. yep. Right. So uh, I launched my business at the in 2017, but I didn't really get hot and heavy into it until 2018. Right. So 2018, I, I launched in Arizona. We were 
running running strong just that that's all i had i didn't have uh the, the car industry to, to help me out anymore so um the original launch was to help veterans transition from combat to home right and that's where battlefield boardroom came from then it it kind of morphed into you know i had a lot of executives and in, in other businesses asking me to come in and help them out so i i, I really helped some some really high level businesses and some high level executives that were were nowhere near my industry and that's when i realized that like battlefield boardroom is is you know more than just transition from combat to home battlefield to boardroom it's also you know something that goes on inside of our heads right you've got a, a battlefield and a boardroom going on inside of your head every day inside of any boardroom that you go into in high business or whatever there's always always a battlefield people are always fighting trying to trying to get the leg up or or figure out how to get around this guy or figure out how to get over that guy i mean it's it's always always something where they're at war with each other or you're at war with yourself so um battlefield boardroom just fits in any really anywhere that you want to sneak it in and the model behind it is liberate lead and legacy and that's that's kind of i mean who doesn't want that right, right. liberate from all your bullshit right start leading leading others around you and create a legacy exactly now before we get into that i love that stuff man i mean what you do and and how you started off with the veterans you know i'm i you know i got my father-in-law was world war ii my grandfather and his brothers world war ii you know always brought up in in that respect with uh, all that military and you know I love it. I, I, you know, donate to this day, you know, to all the guys, the, the Wounded Warriors and the uh, Navy SEALs programs. When you started out of the Marine Corps and you got, you didn't get, become a cop, is that when you started getting involved in the car dealership field and, and you're pretty successful? Started as a salesman. And then within a year and a half, I had my own store. I was a, I was a manager. Of my Good store. God. So how, how did you do that? Uh, it was just, uh, you know, you look at, in, in That's a, tough in business, a, man. I was the king of the shitheads, man. Like, I mean, <laughs> I was I was the tallest midget. Like, <laughs> everyone, everyone was so shitty that all I had to do was go in and and have some discipline and be just better than than some people. Right. And, and they just seen it as you know this world, this light years ahead. Right. Of, of these of these other people. So it was, it was very easy to step up and, and move, move in. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to lie to you and tell you that I, that I did something just, just through the roof. But I guess in that day and age and that time, it was kind of through the roof that I was disciplined and, and did what I was told to do. Right. Right. And then you became uh, manager after a year. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had, I had my own store in a year and then I started to travel between all the stores and open up new stores right uh, after that so it was it was intense now were you but, working you were working with that the dealerships you're working with that one dealership to open up those dealerships other dealerships yep right. so i was working for a first choice auto group it was great western auto group at one time the brothers split and i ended up staying with one brother who took the first choice name and one brother took the great western name and, <laughs> All said and done, but all right. it was fun, man. It was a it was a good experience. The the tough part was is 
like I was telling you before, I was struggling with PTSD the whole time. So I was sleeping three to three and a half hours a night. I couldn't Damn. really function. Um, right. What the way that I was functioning clearly was higher level than, than the people around me because, you know, so what I look back on now and think of is like, had I had the sleep and had I had the, the state of mind that I have now, how much more productive, how much better could I have been Wow! in that position? Because I was, I was operating on nothing. I, I had like, I was burning the candle at both ends. Right. I didn't really, right. I, I was short tempered. A lot of, uh, a lot of my old employees might, might take that, but they're, you know, there towards the end when I started to, to invest in myself and started to figure some things out and, and get some more sleep, I, I all of a sudden had, had a little bit more patience, you know? Yeah, I, I just, uh, so I invested in Wake Up Warrior is where I ended up going. So I went to Wake Up Warrior. I started diving into that and investing in myself and learning about myself and ultimately just, just figured out that, you know, uh, I wasn't broken. That right. Right. I just needed to deal with some shit and I needed to find a purpose, right? A lot of us guys, a lot of us go to war, we come home. And when we come home, we lost our sense of purpose. Right. We went and we were this killing machine that, you know, everybody was like, oh, look, you know, it's a, it's a Marine. You're, you're like, you're famous almost. Right. And then you come home and you're just another guy. Right. And, and, what you know, happened, right? <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. Everything slows down. You're, you're not, you know, you're not worried about somebody shooting at you for the day. It's, it's, it's a little different. So, yeah. So you come home and you have to, you have to learn how to transition and, and get, you know, find a new purpose at home and something else is going to drive you, you know, yeah. like, uh, well, like Chris Kyle, you know, the, yeah. the, he went and did the, the shooting thing and ultimately it ended up getting him killed. But yeah, I mean, the, he was trying he to help him best. If you read through his story and you look at his story, like he didn't, he, he really struggled with the transition at home, really struggled with his kids and his wife and, and really connecting and doing them things until he found a purpose. Once he found his purpose at home, then, then he started to grow in that area as well. That is so, so key. So key. Cause I tell a lot of guys, what attracts a woman to you is a man who has a mission or a man who has a purpose in life mm -hmm. and they want to go along for the ride. And that's what I really focus guys on. What's your mission? What's your purpose in life? How long did you suffer with that? Was it 15 years or did you suffer like a three or four years and then you found Garrett or was it a long time? It was a long time. So oh, it was between years of 2004 is when, so I started in the car business in, in March, 2004. And I found Garrett White in January 2017. Wow, brother. Did you get any counseling at all for that? Or you so, just yeah, I went to the VA. I tried to, you know, after I woke up a couple of times, you know, choking out my daughter. Oh my God. I, I lost my temper a lot. I, right. I my son. And I mean, I never really like hit anybody, but I was very very aggressive, afraid that I was going to hurt somebody. So exactly. I kept trying to go get help. And basically before I met here at white, I was, I, I had a plan to commit suicide because I thought oh, that man. there was no other way out that I, that I, 
I thought for sure that I was going to hurt somebody and there was going to, something was going to happen that I wasn't going to be able to apologize for. Yeah. Yeah. God bless you, man. I mean, and I think, you know, what you talk about is probably what maybe the government should do is put a program for guys to, uh, you know, I guess deaccelerate or whatever from coming out of the service and going to civilian life. You just can't just jump into that action and that intensity and then just go to normalization. It just doesn't work. I mean, I tried to get set up with the VA. Um, there was a couple of things that they wanted. They wanted a curriculum and they wanted me to be an accredited school was the only way that they would they, wow. that they could recommend people to me. So I started going through the, the process of trying to become an accredited school. And I mean, there's just, I, I can't. Too many loopholes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they wanted two years of proven results, which I, I did. I, I mean, it's been three years. I've got, I've got plenty of results. But when I was doing it, I was still in my first year of coaching. But I mean, there's, there's so many, there's so many things out there that are, that are proving that you know, purpose and exercise and different things definitely, you know, help guys get to the other side. And I mean, you're, you're talking about getting, you know, finding that, that purpose and finding that drive. And, and, you know, you've got your coaching problem program. That's, that's all about getting these, these guys back in the game. Right. Right. So, I mean, it's all similar. It's all finding that purpose. I mean, we can all sit at home and, and feel sorry for ourselves, or we can make a choice to do something about it. Exactly right. Exactly right. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. I mean, I think a lot of guys are get misinformed as well or don't get the mm-hmm. proper education on how to act like being their masculine, you know, how to have a purpose. It's a good thing. Masculinity is a good thing. It's toxic. Masculinity, I, I like to call that toxic insecurity. It ain't mm-hmm. masculinity, baby. It's you're a fucking insecure bitch. Like the bullies are usually insecure bitches. You know? Mm-hmm. God bless you, man. And so let's talk about Garrett and his program. What exactly that in for you, it benefits so much to make you make this, this unbelievable leap you did. So the, the big thing was is uh, we had a big breakthrough program uh, where you went to like a boot camp type thing. Going in there was very, you know, easy for me, I guess. It was, I knew the operation. I knew how things worked, I, you know, so I was, I, I was actually jacking them up on their, on their stuff because, uh, you know, <laughs> the guys were getting all freaked out about, you know, how many push-ups or how much of this or how much of that they were going to have to do. And I was like, guys, like, they're on a time hack. Like, they've got to, they've got to hit this and then they got to move to this. So. You're, you're no matter what you do, you're going to fuck it up and there's no getting it right. So <laughs> you're just gonna, like you guys can sit here and bicker back and forth, but all you're doing is creating chaos and, and that's what they're trying to do. So stop creating chaos. So then, you know, I got all the guys calmed down and focused and operating and working together. So they couldn't really call anybody out. So then they were like, shit. So they pulled me out, <laughs> they pulled me out of the room. And made me go sit by myself and they were messing with the crew and then messing with me on my own. But that's when coach Sam came up to me and told me that, uh, you know, uh, he had me, he had me screaming at the mountain, told me a story about, uh, how he was a child of war, how he came from Iran and, uh, you know, he'd go to school every day and people being, you know, his, his buddy would be there one day, the next day that he'd be blown up, gone. 
Wow. Wow. And told me that, you know, I, I wasn't broken. And that was like, that was like a huge relief off, off of me. You know, um, I don't know. It was, it was, it was tough because like for so long I had thought I was broken, but I wasn't, I wouldn't share that I was broken with anybody. Like, right. because I didn't want anyone to think that I was weak. Right. Right. I was supposed to be a big, strong Marine that came home and supported the family and did the thing and did, you know, I went to war I, and, and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom letting anybody know that I was suffering. So that was, he, he told me I wasn't broken. I ended up breaking down and crying for the first time, like ever. I, I don't even remember crying wow. ever before that. That's awesome. Was, yeah. But so I was, I was uh, open, right? I mean, blubbering it's right? for about three days. And yeah. then, and then I went through an, another process of, of finding my sole purpose and, and just, you know, figuring out that everything that I was associating that was bad with PTSD was actually good things that I could, I could use that, yeah. that were, you know, power for me and strength for me and, and more awareness. And the more that I fought them, the worse that things got. But when, when I accepted the, the fact that, you know, I am hyper aware and I am, you know, driven and I am unsatisfiable, like these are, these are traits that that actually push me to achieve more inside of inside of the civilian. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, and I tell guys because my pain point, I turned my pain point into a PowerPoint. You know, I got my heart ripped out by my dream girl. You know, I was going to propose to her and all this. I caught her cheating on me. Okay, every I mean, and I was just out of a really bad marriage that I I just was miserable in, but I stayed in for the kids. You know. The, Staying for the kids, like the good Catholic, you know, staying for the kids. And I took that pain point. I said, screw it. I'm drawing the line right here. I'm not going to have another bad relationship. I'm going to have a relationship that works with me and I'm not settled. And with you. Yeah. I mean, you take your pain points. Your, and there are your PowerPoints. I mean, what you've accomplished is amazing. And you did yeah. PTSD too, right? right? Exactly. And now you've really transformed into a life coach and helping other guys transform their power their, or their pain into their power. Right. I mean, I, I don't really like to be called a life coach. I don't, I don't really do the life coach thing. Yeah. Um, you know, the touchy feely feel good about everything. Um, right. Right. I'm, I'm more of the punchy in your mouth and bring reality to, to you. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got, I wrote a sales book. It's called Experience Driven Sales. Um, I coach in sales. I coach, I coach performance and, and teaching these guys how to, how to operate on a daily basis and, and to put, put purpose in their life, put accountability into their life and, and, you know, take out all the bullshit excuses and just get moved. Right. And that's what a lot of guys need, you know, just get them off their asses and do something. I mean, I like you. Know, I just call. I try to call it like it is. You know, I like to be funny and all. I like to be jokes, but also my humor can be fucking piercing. You know, right? I mean, it go right through you. You know, hey, you bitched out, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, and, and that's what guys need, and that that's why I formed this band of brothers that you know I invited you to because you, we need to band together to help each other out. 
and you need that ball busting as well. You need the right. support, but you also need the ball busting. Um, I love that, you know, when you totally like broke down and cried and there's nothing to be ashamed about that. Cause I know when I've cried before, man, it's fucking, it's just a release, you know, it mm-hmm. gets shit out. Are there any other techniques you show guys or how they like get that shit out of them or the, uh, you know, what's, what's inside that's kind of festering. Well, I mean, with, with us guys, we are ego based, right? So that's, that's what the breakdowns for the, the, you know, go, go down and, and physically break down your body and, and then you can get past the ego and, and start mm-hmm. to figure out what's going on inside. I mean, that's, that's really, that's really the big thing is, is getting past the ego and getting, getting them to drop the ego working with females is a whole lot easier. You don't have to do all that shit. Um, <laughs> into the emotional part and, and they're yeah. good to go. That just reminds me of I used to coach uh, my boys in basketball, my girls in basketball. It was like, Oh my God, I couldn't deal with you. The girls are like whining, fussing, everything. You tell the boys to do it. They'll do it. You know, one of them will be act up, but most of the girls are like, Oh, you know, I'm sorry, man, go ahead. <laughs> no, that's, that's right. I mean, so, so like when it comes to physical stuff, the, the, the females are, are less likely to want to do it. They don't really see the purpose in it, but guys are going to jump right in and, and which is, is also the, the fault for them because you're going to jump, you're going to jump them in, break them down and, and sneak around the backside and, and, and get them on the emotional side. So, yeah, uh, that's awesome. That's really one of the, the best ways to get guys broke down. The other way is, is, I mean, just, just getting, getting honest, you know, stop, stop lying. One of the big things that Garrett J. White, like the way that he operates, you know, is, is stop fucking lying. Like that's, that's what he says in every one of his speeches. And, and the reason why he does it is because we have, we, we live inside of lies every day, telling ourselves we can't, we, we shouldn't, we couldn't, you know, all, all these different things, the lies that we tell ourselves, and it just bleeds out inside of everything else that we do. So getting real and stop lying with ourselves and just being 100% clear is is really like the answer to everything. Like if, if you could just cut through the bullshit and stop lying to yourself, like if you told yourself you're going to get up and go run, you get up and go run. You don't wake up and then make a bunch of excuses about how you're not going to go run. Exactly. Exactly. It, it's all in, you know, uh, little, little lies, you know, uh, I, I like to trick myself a lot. I like to tell myself, you know, if, if I do this, <laughs> I can have this or, yeah. you know, um, so I hold things, I hold things, uh, away from myself and, you know, replace habits with, with other habits and try right. to try, try to replace bad habits with good ones. Right. I know one thing I do to keep it real, like to force myself to do stuff is yeah, I do the cold shower in the morning. First thing I do, I jump in that cold shower. Cause when I do that, that makes everything a lot easier. You know, just got to jump in, just put your head down and you replace the bad habits with good habits. I love that. I read that right. book, um, atomic habits by James clear, which really was an eye opener. You got that one. You got a shit ton of books there, bro. <laughs> I've got atomic habits somewhere. There's all like, I got so many dang books, but yeah, now you got me all. That's awesome, man. When you had Garrett White training, mm-hmm. you took you a you were a uh, coach for them, correct? I ended up becoming a certified trainer with them. So, not very many of us that have the certified nice. training. 
Yeah, baby. But yeah, it's you know, it was it was something that that I felt like I kind of had to do because it, it had done so much for me that I wanted to pass it on. Right. And I felt like I felt like if I jumped in and started coaching it, that it would hold me accountable at a higher level. Right. So it pushed me to get better faster. So that that was kind of why I did it, you know. And it just and then it just continued to morph and and grow. I started out with Wolf Project, so a buddy of mine and and I started that business. And then when I moved to Arizona, I just kind of said, you know, you take that and I'll I'll just do I'll just open up Battlefield Boardroom. You know, I, I still had my LLC, so I just gave I gave him the business and then took my LLC and open this so <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome now go over again what you do with the battlefield boardroom you talk to all different kinds of people do you do right. most of the executives or you just kind of like you know who, who do you who's like your your avatar your what's your niche right. the, the the people that i generally deal with are, are executives high-level executives or managers i've, I've kind of i've tried to go back towards the car business um i feel like that there's a lot nobody's out there really doing this inside of the car business they're all there's so many life coaches and business coaches and performance coaches and all these different coaches for everywhere else but the car business so car salesmen in general are kind of the bastards of the sales world right right nobody nobody really looks at car like if you go to get a medical job a medical sales job they're like oh you were selling cars that doesn't count um (laughs) Like people hate you and other jobs don't recognize your skills as sales skills. They think that you're, you're a joke. Right. So, you know, you kind of get bastardized throughout your entire career. So it's kind of tough. You know, you don't really, you can't really find something to fit into. You've got the Joe Verdes, the Zig Ziglar's, the, the Grant Cardone's, my buddy, Andy Elliott. Um, he's, right. he's a new age car salesman. Uh, car sales side um, he's doing doing a lot of good stuff on on that side I'm coming in on the on the other side and, and doing leadership coaching training you know how to set targets how to find how, how to build true targets and build lead measures that'll help you hit the lag measures just you know setting setting tangible targets and and, and learning how to how to get there and then building habits throughout each day. You know, we start with small habits and, and building habits each day. Learning how to process things daily and not not hang on to things. Um, mm. But there, there's a there's a whole lot of things that go on there, and and you know, it all starts with you, and right. and it starts with the the bullshit lie that that you're telling yourself about how you can't or you won't or you shouldn't or you couldn't or there's so many different things that, that we do that, that. Yeah. We, yeah, we lie to ourselves. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's every day you're, you're delusional. You know, you're, you're kidding yourself, you know, and yeah. it's like with the women guys take their attraction to women and place it on. They think the women has the same attraction for them. It's the ego thing. And that's why right. some guys would be like creepers. I'll keep going after the woman. And woman's like, get away from me. But he's, expressing his delusional you know self on her when she has you know obviously no um interest in him give me a couple little habits a guy could start to do say he wants to attract a woman in his life and he wants to get better and kind of 
find his purpose, what would you recommend him to do? Wow. Um, attracting a woman. I, you know, I've, I've still, I've still got my, my wife. So that's. <laughs> How do you keep her then? <laughs> right. Exactly. So, so that's the big thing is, you know, keeping, keeping, right. So inside of, inside of our marriages, we forget a lot of times to, to still chase and date our wives. Right. Uh, the funny thing is, is you sit there and talk about these guys that are creepers and, and, you know, stalk these women and do these crazy things. And the funny thing that the funny thing about that is, is all of them are talking about, you know, the, the 50 shades of gray and, and twilight and how, how sexy this guy is and this, that, and the other thing. And, and I, every time that I watch the movies with my wife, I'm like, holy shit, like this guy should be in jail. Like, <laughs> in real life, somebody would throw his ass in jail. It doesn't matter what kind of movie. Like, somebody's going to, somebody's going to call the cops because that's a creep son of a bitch. <laughs> exactly so one one thing is that one habit that i would say getting into is dating your wife um right. dating your wife dating date but it's not just dates communication it's not just uh hey let's go sit down and 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 watch a movie because that's not a date right the, the dates are connecting conversation listening to understand not listening to answer Right, right, right. Now, listen to all, right? Just yeah. listen to let her talk, right? <laughs> let them talk and, 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 and understand. Try to understand what they're talking about. Try to understand where they're coming from. Uh, we, we so often try to just listen to, uh, listen to answer, to have the next answer, to have the next thing to say, to be, you know, to, to, and we think that that's being in the moment is by bouncing back and forth and having this conversation. When, when you get done with the conversation, you don't know anything. It doesn't really benefit you at all. Dude, that is beautiful because that's exactly what women complain about. Mm-hmm. See, guys want to be the problem solvers, right? We want to go fix it. We want to fix it. The women just want you to sit there and kind of feel her and listen to her. And, and like you say, you try to understand where they're at. Connect. Exactly. Man, that's awesome. Keep going, brother. I mean, the other thing is, is kids, right? Um, so... Most women out there are going to have kids. I mean, the connection that you have with your kids and the connection that you have with their kids is is going to be very attractive to them. There's a reason why, like in every movie that they have, you know, the little kid that goes with the guy to the mall, you know, he's coming to grab his nephew or his his little brother or whatever to take to the mall because the girls swoop in and and are attracted to But But be genuine in it, right? And it's real easy to date and have fun with your kids, which is love plus fun equals connection, right? So you love them, you go have fun, it equals connection. It's not, it's not anything more complicated than that. Yeah, I saw that on your Facebook, the date night with your daughter. That was great. Yeah. That's I mean, awesome. Yeah, was that the thrift, thrift shop date night when I, when I had to go take pictures in a bolo and some crazy stuff? I, I don't know. I, I was recent. I just saw you and your daughter Y'all, yeah, we're at a store or something, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we do some crazy stuff sometimes. That one that one was a $7 thrift. thrift so you had $7, you had to pick out the other one's outfit, and then you had to go do it. <laughs> That's awesome. I know I do that with my daughter. We At least once a week, uh, we go on a date, you know, just a date night, you know, our time date. And it's luckily we like to do the same things. That's what I love about it. We are very similar in what we like to do, and we have a blast. Well, and think about this, right? Your daughters, daughters marry their fathers, 
Yep. Right. So are you the man that you want your your daughter to marry? Amen, brother. Amen. So if you're not, you should probably go ahead and, and, and think about that a little bit. And that's probably why you're not getting any other one. Dude, that is that is golden. That is golden, guys. Be the guy. Are you the guy that your daughter wants to date? If not, yeah. get your ass out there. Call Derek. Call me and get your shit right. That is right. Good. Yeah. If you're, so, if you're not the one that you're gonna check check the box and say, "Yeah, you could date my daughter," then then you're you got some work to do. Yeah, exactly. Dude. I love that. I love that. All right, man. That's, I mean, God, this is some great stuff, man. Um, any other like like a third habit you can work on as far as bettering yourself? You know, if you want to become a better man. Yeah, I mean, becoming a better man is is so like we talked about. You know, stop lying to yourself. Right. Um, you know, uh, showing up, dating your wife, dating dating your your spouse, your girlfriend, dating the kids. There's there's tons of habits, but I mean, uh, of course. You know, working on your body, working, working out. Right, right. Working out and treating your body as as if you want it to be treated like like you want it to show up for you. Uh, one of the big things that I talk to guys about, you know, um, they they sit there and say that they're a loving father and they're a loving spouse and that they they show up in these in, in all these ways, but they're four hundred fucking pounds. Right. <laughs> like, Exactly. How can you tell me that you're showing up for your kids if you're 400 pounds? Yeah. How can you tell me you're showing up your wife for your wife if you're 400 pounds? Like you, you, you have you're risking your life. You're 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 a risk every single day. You're not. You can't protect them. Yeah. There's no way that you could save them from any kind of a natural disaster or a fire or something like that. Like you. You can't carry them. So a lot of times I have guys carry sandbags. I, I put, you know, I put weight on them. I try to try to beat on them a little bit, but, and, and get yeah. them to see that, Hey, you know, you, if something truly happened, you're, you're, you're actually a hindrance on your family. You're not, you're not helping them. Um, yeah. So, and if you want to attract a woman, so we, if we go from the other, the other spectrum of, you know, you already have them, but you're now you're trying to attract them a good physique. Is, is always going to help, you know, eat healthy, not eating garbage, not, you know, eat, eating the right things. Make sure you're prepping your meals or, or, you know, shopping the outside of the grocery store and not the, the inside process crap. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, man. Yeah. I mean, so key. I mean, you talk about the health thing is so key. I, I, I look at three levels. It's your, it's your health is most important because you got your health. You can't show up like you said for your kids or your wife. And that's right. so key. The second part is your mental health, right? It's a muscle too. You got to work that. And then it's your social health, right? Right. Who do you associate with? Who you hang with? Where do you go? What do you do? I mean, that's going to dictate what you're going to do with your life. And that's, I mean, I think, yeah, God, what you do is, is awesome. And to me, it's a high level because I like that no bullshit type of, of training and I think it's great. We always do a fast and furious five at the end, man. I'm going to go over five things I want you to talk about that kind of inspirational to you. All right. Most inspirational book. Most inspirational book is uh, Four Disciplines. Four Disciplines Execution. So great book. It, it really gives you the no bullshit approach and, and you get to call yourself out and, and show up in a different way. You know, it, it's. It cuts to the chase, right? <laughs> it cuts to the 
case and it makes you think, you, you know, it makes you think about all the things that you've been measuring wrong, you know? So this is where I, I really started to dive into lead measures and lag measures. It's really kind of the beginning of the EOS program. You can dive further into EOS through traction and all these other things, but stems off of seven habits of highly effective people. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, you're just, it's got so much in there that's, and it's, and it's a quick read to where you can, you know, implement, uh, I read a different way than a lot of people do. I read to revelation and then I implement. Okay. And then I, and I close the book. Whereas a lot of people will try to read a book all the way through. You get to the end and at the end you sitting there thinking, trying to think of, well, well, what, you know, I had, I had all this crazy stuff. Well, let me try to piece something together to start. I like to read, find something to start, go get it started. And then I'll pick the book back up. That's a great um, point. That is a great point. Cause a lot of people yeah. get what they read. Yeah. So I like to make, you know, I'll make notes in the margins. I, I try to fold pages up. Like my books are usually a mess when I'm done with them. <laughs> but the good thing is, is like I'm implementing as I'm going. So I can go back and, and check these things off and, and, and know all the things that, that, that really spoke to me during that. Yeah, yeah. When you so go cute. back, when you go back and read it, you're always going to be reading as a different person. So you just be open and you're going to find more revelations and, and start all over. Again, so. Exactly. I know I always tell the guys, I read Corey Wayne's book 21 times mm-hmm. and I put notes on three by five so I could review them because I have ADD, you know, and I, I can't remember. Yeah, I got CSR, CRS, can't remember shit. See, I can't, I can't remember how to say it, but it is so important. I mean, that's a great, that's another gold nugget, guys. This is fucking millionaire success habits right here. Awesome point, brother. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, so the reason that I started doing that was Gary V, right? right. Heard of Gary V. Yeah. Oh yeah. I went to one of his events and I was I went, you know, I was in the VIP room sitting talking to him and he told me, he said, "You know, before you ever hire anybody or or if you're if you're looking to hire somebody to, you know, teach you like four disciplines or traction or whatever, go actually read the book and and learn it and implement it." And he said, you know, in every single one of my books, I give you everything that you need to be successful. If you would just do it, if you would read the book and do it, you would succeed. Right. You would read the book and do it. Read the book and do it. So that's kind of, you know, after after sitting with him, that's I was like, read the book and do it. Okay, so read the book. And then every time like I kept thinking, you know, when I get to the end, I I, I don't remember everything to do. So I was like, I'm just going to stop. And I'm just going to do, and then I'll go back. So it's really good. <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right, my man, who's the, who's like your most inspirational person, not close to you, just somebody you really look up to? Uh, most inspirational person that I really look up to is, is Garrett White. And I mean, he, he is he is actually pretty close to me. So I guess that was kind of a, a cheap shot. I, I kind of cheated. cheated nah, a little. Shit, no. Uh, you know, no. he changed my life. His program changed my life. And that's why I continue to dive in and, and have, you know, be a part of that program. And, and keep right. that's awesome, man. What's your like goat saying, you know, like what, what is that thing that says, Oh fuck, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. Well, I mean, there, there's a lot of different sayings that definitely, definitely grab me. And I've got, you know, Invictus there's, you know, all these different Spartan and war quotes and right. 
war movies and there's so many different things, but uh, the, the, one, the one quote that really changed my trajectory inside of a car business when I first got in there was uh, Zig Ziglar, right? He says, you get paid what you're worth. The great thing about commission is you get paid what you're worth. Right. So like being an entrepreneur and being out on your own or any commission job, the great thing about it is you get paid what you're worth. You don't just go to work and sit around and twiddle your thumbs and get paid an hourly rate. Like you show up and you put in work and you get paid for doing it. Right. Exactly. I've always loved commission and it really kind of pulled me in, sucked me in and, and was kind of the transition to where I'm at now. So constantly... You know, the work that you put in is the work you get paid for. Yeah. Beautiful, man. All right. What's your go-to movie? Uh, I, I think Gladiator. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. What well, you well, do in life echoes for eternity, baby. I love that, man. That was like, damn, Russell Crowe said that? <laughs> yeah. You know, picking up the sand and, and just, yeah. you know, it's kind of crazy. You know, I sit there and think about like all the times that I hit the football field or I'd get the baseball field um, that was outdoor sports. I couldn't really do it in boxing or wrestling. You couldn't really reach down and pick up sand, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> every time that I would step on a field, I would always pick up some dirt, you know, and, and rub it in and just kind of get to right. know, get in touch with the earth because I was going to put somebody in it. <laughs> That's a lot. That's awesome. Man. That's funny. I love, I'm, I'm doing martial arts. I'm doing a, a new Filipino stick fight and I love it. And I did, I did box. I was training in boxing for a while. Back 10, 15 years ago, I jammed up my wrist and it really, you know, it hasn't really recovered. I still tweak it, but. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing like challenging yourself physically. You know, whenever I'm looking for a challenge to like a body challenge to to hit a certain weight or to hit a certain, well, whenever I'm looking to to get something, I mean, this, I guess this can go back into, you know, a habit that, that I always try to figure out some sort of a challenge that I can't do now that I'm going to do in 90 days. Okay. Yeah. I, it, I schedule it. I get it ready to go. And then I have to become that person to show up there. So definitely, you know, there's, there's always been, I, I like to set up fights with, with different, you know, yeah. That, there's, there's nothing like getting punched in the mouth for a good pucker fact. So. Um, <laughs> Ain't <yeah>. nothing like it. <laughs> right. So when you, when you want to get in shape real quick, you just schedule a fight. And, that's fun. That's dude. That is so good. That is fucking another golden nugget, guys. This is a quality podcast. Quality, quality. And who's your personally your most inspirational person that kind of really inspired you? My dad. He he went. You know, he went through divorces. He went through. I mean, the guy married strippers, did cocaine. Did, yeah, yeah. I didn't know about any of that until I went through my first divorce, and my dad yeah. was like, "Oh yeah, you're." Thank you. Yeah, I, I did this, that, and the other thing, and I was like, "Oh wow!" <laughs> uh, but he always fought, and he he was always always there for me, and always fought through adversity. Man, he he, right. he worked in a four foot mine, six one. So I remember, you know, at night when he'd get home, I'd have to clean the gouges out of his back from the roof bolts. I'd have to wow. pour peroxide on and clean clean his back out. But he would do anything, absolutely anything, to make sure that there was food on the table for his family. You know, right. uh, and That's awesome man. That is like, hey man, have you listened to that Matthew McConaughey book yet? Green lights. Oh, yeah. Green lights. Yep. Yeah. Great book. Oh my god. That, I mean, did you listen to audio? He he does it actually. It's pretty great. Yep, 
I listen to the audio. So that's another thing that I like to do because I, <laughs> I like reading the audio. So that because a lot of times they'll they'll give little nuggets in the audible that they don't give in the book. Yeah, yeah. And then what I found inside of Greenlights was there was a whole bunch of pictures that really brought it all together when you right. had the book. Right. You didn't get when you didn't have the book. So right. it was kind of you know, it, it goes both ways. So he gives, you know, him telling the story is just unreal when he's talking about the tree house and you know, I live here in Texas and I was, I actually had a, a dealership out by Longview. So I, every time I drive through Longview, I was looking for the damn tree house. <laughs> but, I'm um, sure it's, yeah, I'm sure it's gone by now. It's people probably taking I, all the wood and stuff or the, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 it's that thing that you're just kind of, so him, him telling the story is huge. But the pictures, yeah, I got the book. I haven't looked at the book yet. I just listened to it. I, I think I'm going to second listen to the audible. It was just so much. I was in the in the gym just, like, hitting the bag, and I I just started busting out laughing because of what he said. And people are like, what the fuck's wrong with you? It's like, you're working out. What are you doing? It's just a, a great book, guys. Recommend it highly, man. So, all right, I'm, Derek. A huge, I'm, I'm a huge proponent in listening to, to books, audio books and podcasts while I work out. I I, yeah. I used to listen to the music, but I yeah. just I, I find uh, a whole you know it kind of puts you in a different zone and takes your mind off the pain when you're when you're trying to learn something. I guess exactly right. It does it does distract your mind when you're like hitting it hard or you're you know you're working out or or on the uh, I do this mountain climb or elliptical and it's a beast. But you know I I mean it just makes it go by so much faster. That's awesome, brother. So that's awesome, Dad. Music, man. I mean, why not? I kind of exhaust myself when I put on pump up music. I push too hard. Yeah. I can't find, I don't seem to get in the rhythm. I, I, I run to the cadence or I run to, or I push to the cadence, you know, right. so it, it, or the cadence of the music is if it's fast upbeat. And then if I, you know, put on a snore fest, that's just not going to keep me going. So. <laughs> <Podcast>. <laughs> that's awesome, brother. Man, thank you so much. Give us your information, man. Give us your website and uh, you know other information you can give us so the guys can uh, Yeah, you can go to experiencedrivensales.com. You can go to DerekKeller.com. Uh, Battlefield Boardroom is still under construction again. I, I keep I keep editing and changing and doing <laughs> stuff. That's kind of the one that I that I mess with the most. Um, so that one's under construction right now, but you could always go there as well. And so uh, Derek Keller, D-E-R-I-C. K-E-L-L-E-R is on the Facebook. name. You can book a call with me. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Reach out to me. It's all public. Um, you can you can hit me a message. You're not getting a bot back. You're getting me back. So Cool. That's awesome. That's all. Man, thank you so much for taking time out. Thank you for your service to the country too, brother. God bless you, man. I appreciate you coming on taking time out of your day for me. All right, brother. I appreciate you. All right. All right, guys, there you got Derek Keller, a true American hero, ball buster, sales, not a life coach, not a life coach. I love that shit. All right, guys. Well, you know, my goal is to help 300 million men worldwide to make their comeback, take their balls back and get their swag back. And remember, guys, it ain't over till they're patting you on the face with a shovel. Steve Clements signing off. I'll see you next podcast. Thank you for tuning in to Get Your Swag Back podcast with Steve Clements. And if you like this shit, please subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast platform. 
Also, if you know anyone that may need to hear this podcast, which is 90% of the men in the world, send them my way. Please send us your feedback, questions, and comments to swagbackdocdoc at gmail.com. I love reading hate mail. Thanks for listening, and fellas, take your balls back and get your swag back. See you next podcast.